Hi. I have a few reflections on the resurrection and what it means in our lives. Um, this piece of art kind of brings us into it. It's the angel in the empty tomb and pointing, why do you seek the living with the dead? And it's the invitation to live our lives as we've learned in Christ. There are no direct witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus. If there had been a video camera outside the tomb that night and early Easter morning, it would have shown things just as they were. There is no direct evidence of the resurrection of Jesus because it's not about at that level of experience. It's about the mysterious level of experience in our spiritual mystical lives about how even though we die, we can live, and how death doesn't have the final word. So as I was growing up, and my first understandings of the resurrection of Jesus were that Jesus rose from the dead, and we used it in apologetics to prove he was the Son of God, so everything he taught through the church had to be the truth. And that he rose, the apostles were the witnesses, they passed it on to us. And later you come to say, well, wait, what does my faith depend on? What does resurrection really mean? And it was very much for me an individualistic thing. It means one day I'm going to die, but me, Helen, my ego, myself is going to come through intact, and then I'll be in heaven somewhere in glory, but I'm just basically not going to change drastically. I'm just going to be me, an individualistic approach to religion. But over the years, as the community has reflected, we have moved more away from that individualistic conception of resurrection or the afterlife into one of personal transformation, of being able to move past our ego and our selfishness into a state of love and into a state of community. It's interesting that the first resurrection appearance in art was Jesus, the individual rising, but in the Eastern Church, the art always manifested early on, Jesus rising, taking with him, holding up, humanity rising up with him. That's more the Eastern frame of mind, that when we rise, we rise together. That has been shown recently in a book by John Dominic Crossan and his wife that wrote a book, Resurrecting Easter and Getting Away from the Individualistic conception of resurrection. And one more deep insight, Sandra Snyders, who wrote a book in our midst about what does the resurrection of Jesus mean in our own personal lives, what kind of dynamic can be spoken of here that we all can access. And she has particular insight in the uh, appearance in the Gospel of John on Easter night. The apostles are all hidden uh, because they're scared. And Jesus somehow is in their midst and says to them, peace be with you. And they needed peace. They had all fled and betrayed Jesus, especially Peter had denied him. And they're going to live for the rest of their lives that they had betrayed him in the moment of his death. And they're going to have to live with that. So that appearance, whatever it was, that experience, was first the message was peace. And then secondly, the message to them were that you, who send you forgive, they're forgiven. And this was how do we live in community? We got to learn to forgive each other.
And the second part has been misinterpreted for a long time. It has been interpreted, and whose sins you retain shall be retained. In other words, those that you hold back from forgiveness, God's going to hold back forgiveness also. And Sandra Snyder has interpreted the Greek word, it's not whose sins you shall retain shall be retained, but those you forgive will always be forgiven, and those you hold fast will always be held fast. In other words, what community is about is commitment and love and holding each other fast. In my life and direct experience with people being executed and with the families of the executed, I've had to stare directly into their deaths. And I'm thinking of Robert Wayne Williams. He was the first man executed in Louisiana in 1983. And he, had, he was guilty. He had killed a man during the murder. His mother, Rose Williams, stood outside the gates. And then the word came that Robert Wayne had been executed. And there she was in the dark. It was at midnight with all the reporters around her. And I remember her saying, Robert Wayne's life is now hidden with Christ in God. It was a quote from St. Paul. She refused to let his electrocuted body be fixed up in the funeral home and showed him in the coffin just as the state had killed him. She was a woman of tremendous faith. My other personal experience I want to share with you is the death of my sister Mary Ann two years ago. We were very close. We grew up neck and neck, nip and tuck. I have this picture of her. She, she had a brain tumor, and she slowly slipped from us and went to sleep. And she would be in this little uh, hammock from Nicaragua like a little cocoon. And then after she died, I had this picture of the hammock empty, that she was no longer visible, she was no longer with us. And having to find her voice in my heart that she was with me always. And saying to me, Helen, everybody dies. You're going to die too. Don't be a sissy because she was always more courageous than me. And live your life and die your death. I'll always be with you. This is Sister Helen Prejean. I wrote the book Dead Man Walking. I work for life against state killing.